All right. Hey there, it's Michelle. And I want to welcome you to the Wisdom Smack podcast. So thank you for joining me. Stay tuned. And let's dive into lessons, stories, and even laughter on how life can smack you with a little wisdom. Come on in. Thanks. I got a question for you. Are you a walker? I'm a walker, or at least I aspire to be a walker. Well, I'm a seasonal walker. Yeah, I think I'll go with that. You see, I walk for my exercise, um, and I normally become really enamored with it in the spring. I enjoy it in the late spring, early summer. In the dog days of summer, I endure it. In the fall, I plunge into the denials of it. Now, why do I talk about that? It's because the funniest thing is, in my quest to be able to walk on a regular basis, I am starting to realize that a lot of my lessons, aha moments and things have come during, you guessed it, my walking time. So this is not one of those, you should be walking. This is one of those, I have to walk for the rest of my life. (laughs) What do I mean by that? Today, I want to talk to you about something um, that I've I've been pondering for a while. And that is the, the, the power of invisibility. Okay. So when I go out and I walk on this trail, I go out to a family-friendly nature preserve that has walking trails with an S, and um, there's a pond somewhere on the property. There's even old antebellum-style homes and things that are original, and it's all wonderful and great. Now, I do not venture into the backwoods because I just, no, I'm not doing that. I don't want to get lost out there with no supplies and stuff. So I stick to, I call it the kitty trail. And it's um, a half mile around. It's got a playground in the middle. But then on the perimeter, it's got a lot of uh, trees and stuff. And the scenery is beautiful. It really is. But more importantly, it has public bathroom facilities. And I'm one of those walkers where when I walk, I need to make sure that a bathroom is only a few trots away, if you catch my meaning. I just cannot be out there like that without an ability to go to the restroom. <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing my walk the other day and it's been hot here uh, it, and I don't like the heat. I'll just be honest. I don't like it. But every now and again, I'll catch a quick little breeze. Now, when I'm out walking, another thing I like is I like to walk on my own. So I'm not one of those people that like, oh, come walk with me. No, stay on where you are and let me get my walk in. Because when I'm out there, I like to think. Um, I like to listen to uh, my audio books and podcasts and things like that. And just, you know, go in and enjoy the atmosphere and and take in things and, and let my mind settle. So I'm out here walking and usually there are, you know, families out, there are kids playing on the playground, all this kind of stuff. And I, I'm, I'm basically invisible. You know, people pass me because I'll be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not a sprinter. I'm, nope, nope, I'm just not. Um, <laughs> I actually have women in, in strollers, you know, lap me and I'm, I'm okay with it. I really am. Uh, but the thing is, is to me, out there doing it that's better than not 
So I'm out the other day walking and I'm listening to a book and I'm like really into it. I'm around in this corner, got a good breeze. I'm feeling myself and I get this sense, this um, not an urgency, but just kind of like this knowing to go off the path into a little alcove uh, that's been cleared out. And it's a beautiful little area. It's like picturesque. So it's one of those areas like if you were wanting to have your wedding shots taken there, you can do that. It's, it's pretty like that. Um, and when I say pretty, it's the nice even grass. But then in the background is all this this natural foliage and everything. So I do it. I, I turn off the audiobook I'm listening to and I walk over there. And um, the first thing I notice is the intense aroma of honeysuckle. And I always have a soft place in my heart for honeysuckle because I remember one of my first perfumes when I was a little kid was honeysuckle. And so the honeysuckle is really perfuming the air, so much so that I see um, a vine of it growing out and I step close enough to it for it to brush the tip of my nose and it smells so good. Um, I can even talk about how when we were little kids, we would take the blossoms and the little sting, the little uh, pit out and a little sweet drop of honeysuckle. But I don't do that these days because, you know, these days you don't know what is in the soil. But I enjoyed, I enjoyed the aroma and the, the scent memory taking me back to simpler days as a kid. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. You know, thanking the universe and 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 though that that loving energy around me for letting me enjoy that. And so I took my time, I looked down and I actually saw dewberries. I, I call them dewberries. I'm not sure if they're dewberries, blackberries or whatever. But anyway, they are beginning to grow. And uh, I was looking at the little baby ones just starting to come out, you know, from their blooms. And I was like, oh, this is so sweet. Because I remember uh, also in the summertime going and picking them. And my grandmother would take what we would pick and make a cobbler out of it and we would eat it just wonderful childhood memories all compacted in this little alcove that has been there the whole time but I never veered off the track you know to go and explore it so I'm like okay this is cool I gotta get back on my walk because it's late afternoon and I don't want to burn any more daylight so I, I try to turn and leave and I still feel this magnetic pull of some sort that there's something over here so there's this this tree uh, that is covered in uh, kudzu. And I look up at it and I'm like, you know, is there a message? You know, I'm trying to be mystical, you know, I'm trying to, trying to expand my boundaries and, and observe my world in a different way. And behind me, I can hear people still playing in the playground. I can hear people talking on their cell phones as they're walking. Yes, folks do that. And, you know, I can hear the, the world behind me doing what they do not paying any attention to me which is normal and which is okay and but there's something still calling me to this little alcove so i'm like okay and so i start walking the 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 edge of it a little bit because you know it's like a little arc and I, I start walking it and i get to this this break where there are not any trees but there's this bramble of kudzu fighting with the dewberry vines and other runner vegetation and i'm looking down i'm like and and, and the sad part is is i kind of mourn the fight because i know the kudzu is going to eventually win but they are giving it their best effort I and mean, there's this big patch of uh, more dewberries just hanging low and heavy to the ground they they're they're new they're they're not even red yet they're still green but you know that they're trying to fight 
to be there. And I'm like, oh, this is so awesome. And I'm, you know, my mind is whizzing with all of the lessons about, you know, fighting, even though the enemy uh, has all this power, aka the kudzu, trying to choke the life out of it. And that's when it happens. I look down and I've got on uh, athletic shoes, trainers, whatever you want to call them. And I look down and there is this black snake. And it's not one of those little ones that's like the size of a finger. No, this one is just about the size of two and a half fingers around. And um, it's got the nerve to be long enough to be able to pull up a pretty impressive coil. And it is less than a few feet away from my foot. Long enough that if it's so desired to strike, I'd, I'd got got. <laughs> it would bite me. Now, let me tell you this part. The sad part is, and I don't know, edit that. It's not a sad part. The weird part is, instead of running away screaming, I actually felt calm. Like, this was the reason why I was drawn to this place. Now, from here on, bear with me because I know it's going to get a little weird, but just bear with me. So I look down at the snake and the snake is nestled in this bramble at the edge. It's not trying to eat the berries or any of that kind of stuff. And to be honest with you, I think it was probably sleep because it's, it's still as all get out. And I look down at it. I look at the proximity of it to my feet. And for a suspended moment of blissful stupidity, I take in the shininess of its solid black body. And I even have the nerve to try to tell myself it's a harmless garden variety snake. Although I don't have a clue. I don't study snakes. I don't know anything about snakes, but that's what I tell myself. So I was like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm cool with this. And I still don't have the urge to run. The snake is still chilling. I'm still standing there looking at the snake and it, it all seems right as rain. So I stand there for a little moment more until I guess my common sense and my sense of survival kicks in. And then once it does, instead of running, I take a few steps back, the snake doesn't move. And at that moment, I feel like I have the release and the permission to leave and so then i turn and i walk back the like 20 paces or so to get back on the trail as i'm nearing the trail there's another lady uh walking around on her cell phone you know she's um oblivious to me the snake and all this other stuff they're just doing what they do and she doesn't acknowledge me, you know, and, and not that they need to. I, I, I live in the South and I'm just used to giving a head nod or whatever to acknowledge someone's presence, but she doesn't care. And it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm the invisible, right? And so I get back on the trail and this is the part of the trail where you have to kind of look, if you're not in shape, you know, like someone is wont to be like me with my seasonal walking, you have to kind of like get it in your mind that, I'm about to go up an incline, one that is going to punk me if I don't prepare for it. So I, I immediately kick into that habitual response to the incline starting and I gasp for air, you know, to get it in so I can keep going. And I'm walking and I have not turned my audiobook back on yet. 
And as I'm getting my momentum ready to take this incline, you know, which in in, in my my world, I, I'm going to go on and call it a, a, a heel. Um, <laughs> a lady laps me again in a carrying, you know, a baby stroller. Now this is going up the incline and I'm doing my best to, to, to get ready. And she laps me and it, it's okay. It's okay. And at that moment, I look at her and I'm like, I really am invisible. Um, because it's no on your on your left. It's none of that. It's just shoop, just go. And I, it's kind of like I'm I'm a ghost among them. And at that moment, that's when the vision of the snake comes back to me. And I realize that black snake has been there. Everybody is lapping it. Um it's invisible to everyone, and yet it is still holding its place. It still has a reason for being in the, uh, the ecosystem of the nature preserve and all the other things. And, and there was something beautiful and mysterious about that solid, black, shiny snake that just drew me. So I take out my phone and uh, I do a quick Google search uh, to look at spirit animal totems and meanings and it tells me that when a snake appears it means that there is a a, a transmutation or that kind of like um an evolution you, you're evolving and moving into something and I'm like oh thank you for that message um and I'm like oh I'm just feeling so good about that and then right after that I get a big old fat wisdom smack that says Ugh, this is not just so that you can feel good. This is so that you can process it. Um, I was reading a book one time and, and from time to time, I will I will tell you guys about books that I'm, I, I love. And um, so the, the book that I'm referring to is called Curious by um, Dr. Ian. I'll pull it up in a minute. Um, but it's called Curious. And I remember looking at the Curious Quotient, you know, how curious you are about your world. And I, I I basically test really high on that because I'm all about that part of life. And I realized something that the shared sense that I had between the snake and I, we didn't bother each other, but I believe for that moment, we both became aware of each other. Now I'm going to go on and say that I choose to think of the snake as a she. And I choose to think that she gave me a lesson. And that is that the invisible to the invisible we have these chance moments where we where we can just do great things in acknowledging each other and and being able to learn now i'm not saying i taught the snake anything maybe i taught the snake that not everybody has to be afraid of you but you know I, I, that's in my fanciful world uh but okay so get this guys listen 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 okay listen linda listen so what i'm saying is when i was taking that heel and thinking about, oh, I'm invisible. And then thinking about the evolution and the transmutation of the symbol of the snake, I started learning something. And that was maybe I really am invisible to these people because maybe I am in a different frequency and awareness of things. Now, before you like, oh, here she goes with the woo-woo. No, no, bear me out maybe it's because I am in this this point in my life where I have become able to uh, how do I want to say this I, oh okay I have 
I have been able to morph and change into different perspectives. I'm challenging myself, you guys. So like in my surroundings and in my world, I've been trying to challenge myself to consider and to see various viewpoints of a, situ a situation so that I can get and start to develop a habit of getting a panoramic view of it. And I believe because of that, that might be why that alcove called to me to veer off the normal path and to have that chance meeting with that big snake. Because I've seen, now let me just say this, I've seen snakes on this trail before. They even have signs that they say, beware of snakes. They even have had, you know, urban legends, reports, whatever you want to call it, because nobody ever actually says it, that people have been bit on the trail. I'm talking, you know, not the kitty one that I'm on. I'm talking about the ones in the back. But that people have actually been bit by the snakes. And for me to be drawn to that area to see that big snake and to have the reaction that I had I thought that that was a serendipitous occurrence and I am I'm sharing this with you guys because it has just opened up so many different levels so for one when I was walking after seeing the snake and people are lapping me passing me by and I appear to be invisible instead of me just being like okay I'm gonna make them see me <laughs> you know I'm gonna wave I'm gonna nod I mean I still wave and nod but it, it didn't matter anymore and it was because I now had this opportunity to exist within the existence in an invisible kind of way so that the very thing that I'm trying to do is now happening I am now able to be an invisible observer of certain situations and be able to not be encumbered by my physical need to be acknowledged in that situation. Um, I guess the 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 what I'm what I'm actually saying is that because I am becoming more observant. I am becoming uh, more uh, subtle in my impact on the situation or on the environment. You know, I think about this this uh, this parable or uh, metaphor, if you want to talk about it. it, it I'm going to mangle it, but I'm going to I'm going to give it a go, you guys. I'm going to give it a go. And if you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> uh, but I'm talking about um, it, it's a metaphor of um, these two um, fish in a in a fishbowl and they're having a conversation and someone comes by them uh, another fish comes by and they're like you know hi lovely day or whatever and he's like oh nice lovely day and uh, they're like okay yeah and so he's like it's, it's too bad that we're, we we have to stay in this water and he moves on they kind of like roll their eyes and when they look back at each other they're like what water what's water you know and so I thought about that when um I was meditating ruminating if you will on the occurrence of of seeing this snake and I was like water what's water I was like oh I get it and so there are things that life is kind of like waiting for me you maybe to become aware of because you've been invisible to each other for so long but in that moment if you dare to trust that you can move outside of your norm outside of your way of thinking then the invisible 
will become invisible, will become visible to you. And it's just an amazing thing. So let me tell you a little bit about how this is starting to manifest itself in my life. So now when I write and when I'm considering things, what I'm doing now is not only am I trying to look at things at a new perspective, I'm actually trying to look at them in a new um, approach. So for instance, I was talking with a, a family member and um, we were talking about kids and, and, and growing up and those types of things. Um, and it's amazing to me how I, <laughs> uh, as a singleton with, you know, not having had kids, I used to think, oh, when I grow older, you know, I'm not going to have my kids and all this kind of stuff and wah, wah, you know, uh, and, and everything. But it's okay. Uh, because now when I look at it and I even said this to the family member and they were like, wow, that's an innovative thought. I said, I'm looking at the way society is moving. I mean, we have moved away from so many things that we thought were uh, paramount to our existence. For example, when they took cursive writing out of schools, I thought it was a horrible thing. I still do. I'm going to probably talk about that to you guys one of these days. I'm going to go on one of my wisdom rants and stuff Um, because you do lose some things. But I have learned something else, and that is uh, the universe finds a way. So you take out one form of communication or code and you put in another one. So the the folks that don't necessarily know how to write in cursive, they write a mean uh, emoji filled text that conveys so many different emotions because of the different representations of um, what's happening with those pictures. And a lot of them I can't read. So, you know, then, you know, there's that. And then, you know, for nothing, um, I was looking at it and they are projecting. Now, it, I don't know when you're listening to this, but I'm just going to say that they're projecting that there will come a time where we will have AI that can serve in the capacities um, that we never thought of, especially with the expansion of elders that are, are coming, uh, seniors that are that's how the societies across the world globally are going to have more seniors. You're going to have to have more resources to help them and so they're they're meeting the need so you never know in 50 years it could be that you don't have to put that burden on your adult children and relatives to take care of you because there will be other um opportunities other resources you know and so we were talking about that kind of stuff and i was like you know what i never would have been able to think like this if i hadn't started with oh challenging myself I'm going to start to look at things from various points of view not just another point of view but various points of view to try to figure out a panoramic view of something and then that led to go off the beaten path now I will tell you I've been walking this trail for years and never went over just never got off of that path to go and look to see what was over there and just by that chance encounter of seeing that large snake just sitting there chilling out, <laughs> you know, doing what she does, I I got opened up to a whole new reality and a whole new point of view. So that when I went back on the trail, instead of just comforting myself by saying, yeah, I'm the invisible, nobody pays attention to me, I could now 
and even if it's fanciful, it's okay. I can now see that, yeah, you are invisible because you're in a different, you're, you're in a, you're moving in a different, and I don't want to say vibration and frequency, but that's the only way I can think of it. And I don't even want to say a different reality, but it is hard for you, for me to, uh, blame people for not quote unquote seeing me if I'm operating in a different viewpoint in a, in a different reality you know so there's that now not for nothing I don't know if this is going to make sense to anybody but me but you know what this is actually cathartic a cathartic getting it out and just you know sharing it my vulnerabilities and the way my mind thinks about stuff you know I'm, I'm very very excited and blessed to be able to live in a time now where we have these technologies that I can just share and talk directly to you because I'm going to say this um in the way we're 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 living today I believe the invisible is become going to become pervasive I really do and I believe that we're going to be forced if we want to survive to be able to pierce the veil to see what used to be invisible. I think that's a challenge, not just for me, but for everybody. That I believe there is going to be a call for the invisible to see the invisible. And that takes a little bit more. It takes a little more past rote thinking and behaviors. It takes a little bit more of physically, mentally, emotionally, socially getting off the beaten path and going into the alcoves of life. I think it takes a little bit more to not just be satisfied with seeing a different point of view, but instead challenging ourselves to form a panoramic view that leads us to a different reality of where we are. And I think it takes the opportunity for us to embrace our societal shortcomings and understand it's not them, it's not me, it's not even we, it's just how it is. And it's an invitation to do something more. Now, if you have listened to this point, I really want to thank you. And um, I'm so excited to have the the wherewithal and the resources to do this. So I want to personally to ask you to challenge yourself to possibly try to see the invisible and to be seen by the invisible. So that's what I got. Thank you so much today. If you like this, please like it, share it, comment. Do you know you can even leave me a message if you're on the anchor.fm app? Leave me a message and you never know, I might play it on one of my podcasts. As I'm continuing to learn and grow using this amazing uh, platform, I'm really excited about the possibilities. So until next time, this is Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. This has been Michelle Spiva. Thank you so much for joining me. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and even comment on some of the Wisdom Smacks you have going on in your life. And or even if there's something we talked about today that you especially enjoyed. And don't forget to pass it on and share. I'll talk to you later. See you on the next time with Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. Bye.